in her Yeah, I love it. Let's give them something to talk about. I see the energy running out. I got a planet to run around. Okay, okay. You ain't do nothing but run your mouth. Oh, good morning. Good happy morning. New Year. It's good afternoon. Yeah. Here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like two more, two more days of happy new year. I've already <laughs> told, I've told my members, you got two more days of happy new years and then That's no it. more, no more happy new years. Two more days. <laughs> yeah. So it, uh, oh, there we are. Believer. Thank you. Um, yeah. So we, um, um, this is cool. I'm, I'm excited by the, for this podcast because, um, every once in a while I get, you know, like every 10 podcasts, we get somebody that, that's you know kind of big time yeah from crossfit to to join us and big time might not be the right word but i'll take it <laughs> uh thank you <laughs> so this time we've got keith knapp who's director of marketing at crossfit and has certainly been through and since uh, you know coming on board has probably been through it's like dog years for years he's been here he's been with crossfit for a little over, <laughs> little over a year i think right yep and, that's exactly right yeah so, so like, seven years yeah so seven years so seven. i mean it, it, yeah it definitely feels like that it's it's interesting because it's like that um and i feel like that a lot of roles are like this where you like i feel like i have been here forever and i also feel like i just got here yeah like how long have you day. how long have you been crossfitting i started crossfit in 2008 uh yeah, in my garage too. in college wow so nice. a long time yeah okay yeah. so you always see so that I means so you've been around yeah. a long time yeah, I uh, I was a collegiate uh, cross country and track athlete and a pole vaulter, and my senior year in track I was going to do the decathlon, mm -hmm. and I was gosh when I was competing in college I was 145 pounds. I'm six foot wow. tall and 145 pounds oh, wow. is you know like nothing. Yeah, <laughs> um, and so I was like I got to get if I'm going to do the decathlon I got to get a lot stronger and a lot fat a lot more powerful. Um, so a friend of mine said hey let's give CrossFit a shot. We did Fran in my garage and then I never did the decathlon i was like i'm just gonna do this <laughs> it's just so much that sounds, that sounds very familiar to my situation i started uh racing mountain bikes and then fran was the first workout i was like well i can use this to train for my racing and that yeah my life yep <laughs> you know who was another um crossfit games athlete that was a collegiate track athlete and pole vaulter um there's a that, there's been a few yeah uh, the one that the one that everybody knows right Dan, here, Sacramento, Daniel, Sacramento right? State. Yeah, yeah Daniel yeah, Brandon. Brandon. Yep. Amy yeah. Thor's daughter, I think, was another that was a pole vault. Oh, really? Yeah. Pole yeah. Vaulting. Yep. Pole vaulting is like such a fascinating and cool. Well, thing. super quick twitch, you know, explosive. Yeah. You know, I mean, you train it, in, you train intense levels to to get that explosiveness. Yeah. And so it's not yep. uncommon. Yeah, yeah. And you have to have like the other thing about pole vault is you just have to have really good body awareness. Yeah, and be really right. comfortable yeah, yeah. down. You have to be really comfortable, like moving your body in a plane of motion, and um, and like you said, generating a lot of power really quickly. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think a lot of pole vaulters, in the same way that a lot of gymnasts, kind of can make a quick transition into CrossFit. Um, yeah. I picked it up pretty easily. First time somebody told me you were allowed to kip a pole up, I was like, oh, I can do these <laughs> unbroken forever now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like butterfly yeah. pull-ups were another thing. Just like the first time I did it, it was like, oh, that just, it just made sense. Yeah. Same yeah. yeah. And it gets so fast. I, you know, it's when I have members that are, that are good at say keeping pull-ups and I know they can get butterfly pull-ups or yesterday was, we had Diane as a workout yeah. and I saw people, I saw the Jorge, who's an amazing athlete, great engine. And he was struggling with his, 
kipping handstand mm-hmm. push-ups and i you know showed at the end of it i go dude i gotta t- after class i'm like i gotta give you like a 15 minute session because as soon as you get these you're gonna be like oh light bulb <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, once you it know? clicks it clicks yeah and you guys as you track athletes and and a gymnast i think are the same like you guys have uh, you get to that uh, moment of awareness and you can relate to what that moment of awareness is uh, much quicker than other athletes yeah, yeah for sure the, the big struggle in a, as an affiliate, um, as a coach, a CrossFit coach, is someone that doesn't have body awareness. And you'll oh see that gosh. with a lot of newer members that are coming in. And you show them something, visibly show them something, mm-hmm. and you go, you know, and really basic. Repeat that back. You repeat me. that back. And when they don't and they can't, you look at them and I'm like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to solve this. This is yeah. when patience comes in handy. <laughs> yes. My, so my, my, uh, my wife and I coached coach track and cross country now okay we have like 80 kids during the track season in the summer uh, really? or in the spring wow. and then we have awesome. like 25 kids that run cross country with us in this in the fall and th- just this year um i actually opened my garage as an affiliate and i do kids classes in the in the um mostly just kids classes and it's unbelievable the lack of body awareness that some people have yeah. And it's like in these kids, I mean, you tell them to do a squat and they have no idea what you're talking about. Like they, the school that our kids go to when they do squats at, in gym class, they're told not to go below parallel still. And I'm like, I don't understand what world we're still living in. Yeah. Um, or like burpees for them or up downs cause they don't want them to go all the way to the ground. And they, you know, it's just like all these little things I have to like train out of all these kids. Yeah. Um, but then when, the, when it clicks, it's like, pretty amazing the irony right. is the irony is if you watch babies um especially oh, they know how to do it like, just automatically yes. yeah. do i bring my two-year-old out and i'm like hey jameson squat and they're like oh yeah i can do that yeah. <laughs> and then we and then they get, it gets programmed out of them um through and it, not, old not training actually well that's, old that's training, methods, old but, training but it's methods. also like a lot of sitting not true, moving true, true. not doing mm-hmm. functional stuff just the sedentary aspects of you know right. being a student and whatnot yeah and i I, don't, I mean, I guess for me, it, being 60, I look on it now and I think it's it's definitely the kids are less have less proprioception, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Than, yeah. than previous generations, which represents, I think, for CrossFit, a significant opportunity, oh, huge, huge opportunity. Right. To, to unbelievable opportunity yeah. to, to to bring that back when we understand now the importance of that type of movement for an aging population. Yeah. Mm hmm. Or developing population. Developing population. Yeah. You have you have four kids, Keith. I saw that, and and then oh. you told me, and and how you're even able to have time for this podcast is remarkable to me. <laughs> how yeah, old are your, no, it's uh, how old are your how old are your kids? We have uh, we do have four kids. Noel is twelve. Uh, Graceland is eight. Cecilia is five, and Jameson is two. Wow. So three girls and a little boy, and uh, life is very full. Uh, yeah. Having you time for like this. <laughs> you, and do they are they in? Uh, are they you homeschooling or do they go public school? They go to a private school. They go to Catholic school. Oh, right on. That's awesome. Yeah. And and, uh, and are they in school today or today, are they still on vacation this week? They're not. They're actually. They have today is their last day of vacation. Okay. So oh, really, um, we are in the process of like getting all the Christmas decorations taken down. Like I oh, literally that was on last the next my day. Christmas tree down. And yeah. Um, so it's like <laughs> last transition. day. And, yeah. yeah. And they're, they're kind of excited about, it, you know, that they're like, Oh, yeah. like a clean new start and they're ready to go back. And uh, for the most part, they're ready to go back. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. 
Um, so it, it, how you went from, so you've been with CrossFit about a, a year and a half. How did you, did you, did someone recruit you or did you know someone at CrossFit that was uh, looking for a director of marketing? Cause you were at, um, kind of a cool company before that at Vast Bicycles. Yeah, I've been um, quite a few different places. I initially got connected to CrossFit. I mean, there's been a couple different kind of paths that I've kind of made my way into this in my it, for all like legitimately a dream job. Like, I don't feel like I work a day in my life because I like my wife last night's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm watching a podcast episode and I'm, you know, I'm talking to my friends about like what workout we're going to do tomorrow. And she's like, yeah, don't you ever stop? That makes me feel um, that, Yeah. Honestly, uh, let me interrupt real quick. That makes me feel good. Cause that's, cause that's how Jamie is. That's yep. how I am. And we've been like, it's, in, it's, in a passion. Cool. it's good to know that you're in that same. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so like I, I made my first introduction to kind of the team across it probably in 2017 or 2018. Um, it was back prior to when all the media kind of departures happened. Right. Um, I, I was working at that time at Procter and Gamble. Um, and I, I worked for almost a decade at Procter and Gamble, um, and spent seven years of my time there in our ventures group. So we were, Kind of trying to identify what are new new consumer needs, what are new tensions that we can create solutions for, and I was work leading a project uh, in the personal healthcare space, and we were trying to figure out, um, trying to find a solution for the reality that everyone wants to feel better, but they don't know what to do about it. Mm -hmm. um, and even if they start something, the best proxy that we have, like the easy, especially at that time. I mean, there's Whoop and Apple Watches now, but in 2017, it was like you can get on scale that's it but that's a really shitty proxy for whether right, yeah. you're like you're moving in the right direction um and so we were doing all this stuff and i was leading a team had a bunch of researchers that were working on like could we create a some kind of diagnostic test or is there a blood test or is there some other way that we can help people know that they're moving in the right direction right um but every rabbit hole i went down i landed back on crossfit.com and i was like there's something to this thing. Like if the, if you want to feel better, if you want to be a healthier version, if you want to be a better version of yourself, like just go do CrossFit. Like that's the really simple thing. Yeah. And I, it, I almost got to the point in that role where I was like, I was um, almost manic about it. I was like, I don't understand how you guys don't see this. Like <laughs> CrossFit is the only solution to all these problems that people have. Oh man. And, and I have, um, and like, I I've talked about this with our team and I've talked about this, I think in a couple other contexts, but, um, I have a deep, deep personal passion for this because my entire family, um, direct family falls like squarely in the, um, cohort of people that like need CrossFit so badly. Same. same. Um, both of my parents are type two diabetics. I have three morbidly obese siblings. Um, I have there who all have like early, you know, precursors for heart disease and type two diabetes and, um, like really terrible issues with depression. And I'm like, and, and you know, part of why I was so excited about that project I was doing at Procter and Gamble is I was like, I can find something that can help them. Yeah. And what I found was CrossFit. Um, so that's how I initially got connected to CrossFit back then. And I was talking to kind of the whole crew. Um, around, um, got connected to Karen Thompson, um, who's getting ready to do the CrossFit for health summit, uh, for us coming up in a couple of, couple of weeks, actually. Yeah, that's cool. Um, 
but like in austin texas by the way you can still sign up and what's cool is if you go you get continuing education credit yeah ceus correct Um, yep and nicole carroll will be there speaking as well but there's a yes uh ronna patrick is going and i rarely you know get see her and i'm it's so cool to see her associated with crossfit or yeah at least in the same neighborhood they all are right yeah so um that was how i originally got connected uh okay. and then you know fast forward a few years um i ended up leaving png um went to work for innovation company i started at that company um like a week before COVID hit and then i, I had joined that company as like a regional leader um regional vice president um and then when COVID happened our offices kind of consolidated there was no more regional positions it was like what's the point of a region if we're all remote um that role got eliminated went to work for vast bikes um and that role kind of landed on my lap and it was really exciting um did that for a couple years and i was in the direct to consumer kind of marketing space so i a lot of the work that i did at png was in direct consumer marketing as well like package up a product sell it online figure out how to learn from the people that are purchasing um make steps into the right direction um to grow the to grow the business um and while i was there uh there was talk of crossfit potentially doing merchandising um kind of running a you know some some merchandising uh projects got brought in as a potential consultant um met the cmo at that time who was uh aaron clift and started talking to her about like hey you know like whatever happens here i'd love to find a way to get into this this is like would be a dream come true to work at crossfit and she said, I think we could absolutely find a role for you. Like you're the perfect person to come in and do what we, what we need to do. Um, and yeah, that, that kind of happened a year and a half ago. I started a week before the games, actually the same week that Don started, um, right. in 2021. Right. You know, when I, when I look at your experience, your resume and the, over my career, I've hired a lot of people. You are, you are uniquely qualified for the role that you're in and like you have you like you check all the boxes yeah. and the boxes i like you've started you also started your own company mm-hmm. and, and you have your own you have yeah, your own affiliate, affiliate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and you've been a compassionate crossfitter since the early days you know and understand the methodology as good as anybody else um and then you know you're you've got the direct to consumer business through vast that i think is uh, i think is the kind of the next stage for for crossfit and crossfit affiliates especially yeah um so uh, my my only concern now is that you don't get burned out and want to fucking leave us (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i I can't imagine that happens anytime soon (laughs) okay good (laughs) yeah i mean it's been uh i i will say though like the point you made about like dog years it this role has been a grind this community is so passionate about everything that happens that it's just like every single day there's another thing that happens right it's just like oh what happened here what happened here and it's just like right um, we, we've never though I, i'll tell you this though in in the past and this is the amazing irony of everything that's kind of happening because there's there there are some uh there are quite a few people that are looking at the management team through a microscope mm-hmm. for and sure we haven't had that in as much in the past we it you know be prior to 2018 mm-hmm. it didn't happen at all i mean you weren't even allowed right. to you know to to question 
you know, the, the management, but it was, again, those are the heyday years. That's when people, you know, it was, it was, there was more enthusiasm, there's more energy. Yeah. Um, and there was more excitement about CrossFit to, during that time. That was the, the fast rapid growth years. I do yeah. want to talk to you about that. Yeah. But now it seems like there's this incredible scrutiny of every single thing that CrossFit does, <laughs> every single communication picked apart, every yep. single podcast. Even when I was thinking about doing this podcast, I'm like, you know, I don't want people coming in and just pulling little snippets out of it. Well, here's what, you know, <laughs> here's what was said. Yeah, for sure. And, and that's a, that's a whole new era. And it puts an unbelievable amount of, pressure on the executive team who just literally want this to succeed for affiliates yeah for the people that are doing it mm -hmm. and for themselves like we're all are all our goals are aligned yeah, yeah. but but now there you guys are so had never been forward facing i didn't but prior to aaron graf we did i didn't even know who the hell was doing marketing at crossfit i do <laughs> right. greg dave yeah uh, savan tony budding nicole, nicole. And that's about it. Yeah, and you know, there's probably a hundred other people there. Yeah, for sure. And even those yeah. people you never heard from. Yeah, it is wild um, to to just like. I think that the the scrutiny comes from a deep passion. Like it yeah, comes from a place sir. of deep passion, yes. and like that it's um, it almost becomes this like there's like a um, like a zealotry to it, right? There's like, I want to make sure that nothing happens to this thing that I believe so deeply in. And I think there's, there's certainly space for that, right? We, we there, there has to be space for that. I think there was like, we actually released a video right after semifinals where Don said they're like, we have to have like the, um, space, I, the, the term he used. And I don't know if I, I would use the same was violent disagreement. Like we have to have per, like space to violently disagree on things, but then recognize that we have to move past that quickly um, because if we continue to be in this space where we're just like, well, you did this and you did this, or they're not doing this thing the way that I would do it. Well, like those are all like tiny nitpicky things that aren't going to, that especially the people that have never heard about CrossFit before could give two shits about. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. Like, and we have, this is one of the things that you and I were talking about, I think via, um, instagram messenger recently about like the chasm like the chasm of adoption like the yes. adoption curve yes I, i've been we've been doing a lot of work trying to figure out who the who the right target market is for us and um there's there's a lot of there's a lot of folks that would say like we are past the the chasm of adoption and the chasm of adoption for folks who don't know is like you have your innovators who are like two percent of the population you have your early adopters who are like 15% of the population roughly. And then you have the early majority, which is where you want to get to as a big brand. Like as a big brand, you have to get into the early majority, which makes up like another 34% of the population. Um, and if you look at the pure, like just pure percentages, there are 8 billion people on the planet. There are roughly 2 million people who are doing CrossFit based on our best estimates inside of affiliates anyway. Um, that's 0.02% of the population. We are two orders of magnitude away from just getting through the innovators. If you look at it in, on just pure percentages. And if you like wanted to play around with that and think about like, well, wait a minute, what about with the actual target audience, which is like people who are, who are willing to go do CrossFit, like cut that number into a third and say there's 30% of people who are 
who actually fit that model, like you're still only 0.06% of the, of the pop of that population is willing or is currently captured. So we have what, what makes me so excited about this, about the work that we're doing is there is a, there is such a massive audience of people that are actually still innovators and still early adopters. And, um, like there should be no reason why we're not growing at 10 X. Like the, the goal that we set, uh, that, that Don said is it, for CrossFit is by 2030, we've got 30 million people doing CrossFit. That right. should be, that should be a given mm -hmm. if we can get out of our own way. And if every piece of content that's created, um, it, when, when somebody who doesn't know what CrossFit is and they Google CrossFit today, they'll find CrossFit.com because we've been doing a lot of work to push yes. CrossFit. Yeah. I've, I've, noticed, I've, I've, I've noticed that definitely. definitely. It's, it's been great. Which is, which is good, right? We're trying to make sure that they find the thing first, which yeah, wasn't yeah. the case two years ago. Um, but then if you do, if you go search for CrossFit podcast, or if you search for um, CrossFit content on YouTube, for example, um, you find a lot of really negative stuff yeah. yeah. because that's, those are the, those are the creators that are creating. And so if I'm somebody who's like, Oh, CrossFit, that sounds interesting. I know somebody who does that and they go search for it. And the first thing they find is a video of somebody yelling about how CrossFit executives are idiots. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so I'm like, shut off. Maybe, maybe I don't want to go try CrossFit. Yeah. The, what? the, so I, I put up the, um, bell curve essentially that shows the adoption and, and Keith and I had gotten a little bit of a debate about this because I had, you know, I'm, I'm claiming that CrossFit's, you know, in the early majority, heading into late majority. And then he made a really good argument to me and I'll, and I'm you know I'd like being an optimist that we're still in the early adopters and you can see the chasm there that we're probably in that chasm right now yeah um, with a significant opportunity to break out um to the next level there's two things I wanted to talk about one in response to that yeah the 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 detractors are really really good at focusing on um the views and positioning of their content Yes, they've you know they watched all the Mr. Beast videos on how to do it right, yeah. and, and and they're really yep. good at it, and they understand the value of that uh, because it generates revenue specifically for that uh, for that content, and, yep. and that is their primary source of revenue. And it, the other thing is that what's interesting about that is that, and, and this is with Instagram as well, is that the algorithms will start to drive that content to the people that. Uh, favor that content mm -hmm. and so they you know so then it re it continues to reinforce it so they they build they continue to flood the gates of yeah, all you, the you start, same they basically algorithms. basically they build viewer momentum yeah yeah and there's a, and there are some people that are really good and really understand that model yeah and, absolutely and, and and i imagine that's a challenge in deciding like how much of that model do 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 you want to do you want to try and fight or overwhelm or shift um, it's really, it's really kind of a fascinating conundrum and it's something I particularly don't understand. Um, yeah. if I did, we'd probably have more clickbait titles on our podcast covers. <laughs> Got a few. Yeah. I see we could put on this one, we'll put like Keith Knapp leaving CrossFit <laughs> question, question mark. <laughs> you know? Gosh. Like, 
but, but it is that stuff that yeah. kind of that generates views and then they then subscribers yep. and from there when you talk about like how people when somebody is interested in here's crossfit and then they search it and they come across that um <laughs> oh, this is brilliant okay yeah. who would do something like that <laughs> I, I'm Andrew. I am. I'm honored that this guy, <laughs> is, that Andrew, my friend, is on is listening to my podcast live. Like how this man has time to do that is beyond right. me. Um, that's so awesome. <laughs> Love it. What's up, Hiller? <laughs> yeah. So but back to back to the uh, the whole concept of like if you're looking for CrossFit and you search it and you come across you know you know some of this I guess you could say hate around CrossFit or mm -hmm. you know breaking that down. Back when I came across it, I came across the CrossFit Journal, and mm -hmm. that really kind of propelled me deep into, you know, the essence of CrossFit. And then as a trainer, it kind of really opened up my eyes and how I could yeah. utilize it for, you know, new people. And today, like, that's not really much of an option as far as yeah. like getting people to go to the journal. Um, is that, I mean, I don't know if, you know, to tour no, it's, it's, right. a, it's an amazing question. Um, and like, I, like the the answer that I typically give is like the, the conversation around the journal never stops, right? Like everybody yeah. is, especially folks who've been around for a while, like everybody's gone through that same journey. Yeah. Like if you've been doing CrossFit for five plus years, you have found your way to the journal and um, you've probably like consumed it voraciously, yes. right? Like you've spent, Heavily. well, I guess the next two weeks, all I'm doing is reading journal articles. Um, and like, you've gone through that process um, we need to, I, I firmly believe, and I've made this, uh, like I've made this, um, recommendation in the past. We need to just make the journal easier to find right mm -hmm. right now. You, yeah. if you want to find archived journal articles, you have to download PDFs. Yeah. It's like we have a massive opportunity just in getting the journal content into a CRM, a front end mm -hmm. solution that enables one google crawlers to find it because there's tens of thousands of articles that google can't see yeah. that are specifically about crossfit can specifically about the methodology specifically about movement um coaching like all of that stuff right yeah. it's they live in pdf like downloadable pdfs that are um you, you can find them the archives mm -hmm. on the media page um there's actually two different archives one from like 2002 all the way to 2016 then one from 2016 2018 yeah um and then somebody uh, recently asked, uh, I was having a chat in, in another podcast and they said, well, what, where is the journal? And I'm like, well, because I had made a comment that we still have a ton of people that are actively creating a lot of really great content. We still put out a lot of content. It just doesn't come out in the quote unquote journal. journal. Um, okay. If you go to CrossFit.com slash media, it's in the top of the, the okay. top banner. Um, we still have new articles coming out um, on a, on a weekly, if not daily basis, um, okay. that, that, we, that get published there. They're just not under the, the journal. Yeah. So if you go to like yeah. main site and scroll down, there's all the articles and, mm -hmm. and content. And there. I, I would say the one thing that we're, that we, um, are having some conversations about, like actually right now is, um, trying to figure out how to make that more searchable. Cause right now the search functionality is really, um, it's not great. Mm -hmm. We've spent our our tech team has done an incredible job of prioritizing the the map. Like the the map functions in a way today that it did not mm -hmm. just a very short period of time ago. Um, automatically understands where you're at. Automatically um, puts positions gyms that are right next to you um, for drop ins. We have the lead forms now. Um, 
it's crazy because I have an affiliate. I actually get lead forms, which is like kind of awesome. cool. Think yeah, yeah. I, I, I just know <laughs> I just posted, I saw I, that. I just posted one on my Instagram. I've, oh, that's awesome. I've, yeah, I've gotten a couple now, and I've I never got anything like no, that in the past no. ever. That wasn't even a thing. No, it's <laughs> yeah. So like, cool. we're our tech team has yeah. been prioritizing that kind of stuff, and I think that's right. That's like the immediate service to the affiliate. That's the yeah, thing yes. to do. But um, and and I think continuing to create um a really great front end experience for people that are new to crossfit is is spot on um do you can i um yeah go for it. a little bit is um is there a different so we talk about the journal and i i feel like the journal is really important to um the early adopters right the mm -hmm. and the early adopters were those that were already doing some type of fitness i'm in my in my estimation this is just yep. observational um data uh, they were they were already doing some type of fitness, had experienced fitness, and then found CrossFit and said, "Okay, this is a better form of fitness, but you know, less time, you know, more more, you know, uh, GPP." Um, and then let me really dive into this, and the journal is a great place to do that. It validates all the stuff, the decisions I'm making. Yeah. Do, do you think about in terms of okay, let's move the journal and make it more available to people? Yet, is that really relevant to the people that are joining CrossFit now? who are yeah. less experienced, don't have as much past um, uh, exercise experience, aren't as extreme athletes as the previous yep. generation. Is that important? And then how do you approach that newer customer? And, it, and you know, do you guys see a distinct, or do you guys even see a distinction between the, the, the past customer versus current customers that are coming into gyms? Yeah. I mean, I think, so there's, there's a couple, like a couple things to unpack there. I think the first thing is like, is there still like, is there a different audience? Right, like, are, are we talking to a completely different person that we would have talked to originally? I am still not 100% bought into that idea. I think there are so many people that are working out three to four times a week, just not in the CrossFit gym. Some of them are probably already doing like your boot camp or your high intensity interval training or whatever garbage you want to call it. They're doing CrossFit already. Right. Um, they just haven't done it in the gym. So I think there's I think so. a huge. I think there's a huge opportunity to keep capturing those people. I mean, if I do, we like, again, talking back to the total addressable market stuff we've been doing, there's like 3 million people in the, or 300 million people currently who are probably working out at least three times a week who are between the ages of 20 and 39. Yeah. Right. Like, that's like, that's actually squarely in yeah. the, yeah. the cohort of people that are basically exactly like you were when you found CrossFit. Think about that yeah. number, like 300 million people that's that, are, crazy. that are, yeah. I mean, it's, that are, that, I mean awesome. they're, they're, like, those are people that are like, and this is where we get, this where we become kind of like, we think, ah, but I've, I've gotten all the customers I could possibly get. <laughs> <You know? Right. laughs> what? I mean, I did. So I, we did a, I did a workout yesterday, um, in my, in my gym with a really good friend of mine. He's a right. police officer. He's a canine, uh, officer in Fairfield, Ohio. Um, and he has been working out in his own gym for 10 years. He's a former, former, former army ranger. Um, and had never done CrossFit before. He came over yesterday. Wow. We did the main site workout, a slightly modified version of the main site workout to make it friendly for a partner. Um, and it was amazing because he already has the physical capacity. He already understands how to move. He, it, it, we got done with the workout. It took 16 minutes and 42 seconds. And, the, and he goes, holy shit, I can't wait to do this again. Yeah. Like That's there are, there know, that, are those guys hundreds like of millions of people that are exactly it's, like that still. I'm yeah. a, I'm in complete denial about that because I find it so hard to believe. But then I like about a, a month ago, I had that guy come in that was a fire local firefighter that walks in, guy that's fit as hell, 
and he comes in and I and he goes, "This is my first time ever in a CrossFit gym." Yeah. And I and I told my God, I honestly I find that hard to believe. Like <laughs> you, because because we, we think it's everywhere, right? Because yeah. my whole yeah, world is like CrossFit. The, everything's, get, everything's being fed to me CrossFit, so I'm thinking everybody knows about CrossFit. The algorithm knows you and surrounds <laughs> you with the that's, things that you're right. That's a really good point. So you only see and. Like the people that are in our oh circle, my god, like so true. Gym, we spend time around people who are doing CrossFit. Like, yes, I um I have a little bit of a unique perspective because, I mean, I started CrossFit in two thousand eight. I didn't walk into a gym until twenty eighteen. I spent ten oh, wow. years doing wow. doing CrossFit every single day for ten years before I went to a gym. And the only reason I eventually went into a gym I was like, you know what, I I def I have to go do the open. Like I've been doing this for so freaking long. I've been doing the workouts, but I haven't actually signed up. I feel like like I need to go do it. And I'll tell you what's so crazy about that is there was this weird mental hurdle I had to get over where I didn't feel comfortable. And this was like, this is actually one of the things that I talked to the media team about when I first started getting um, like deeper into the weeds. It's like, how many people are doing CrossFit are like every single day or a version of CrossFit every single day, but are not comfortable calling themselves CrossFitters? Yeah. Like I bet that number is so high because I was in that, I was yeah. yes. literally in that boat. I was like, I don't know if I'm actually allowed to call myself a CrossFitter because I don't <laughs> go to a CrossFit gym. You know, it's like, am, am yeah, I actually right. a thing that I, that I, good point. Um, so yeah, it's like, I think there's this, there is a massive, massive, um, untapped pool of people that are like squarely in our wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. Um, that being said, you asked the question about like, is how do you think about the journal for people who maybe aren't in that wheelhouse? Or how do you think about presenting content to those people who might not be in that wheelhouse? And I think what we have to do a better job of, um, and we're getting way better with our ability to capture data, um, is understand who are those like different cohorts of users. Mm -hmm. And in the same way that technology companies have done this forever, like Facebook knew that if you had seven friends and uploaded one post and uploaded a single picture, like you weren't going anywhere. Like they had you locked. Yeah. Like we need to do a better job of understanding, like you need to walk into a gym, have one conversation with a, with an existing member, have a great experience with a coach and get a follow-up phone call. Like maybe those are the four things. I don't know if those are the four things, but like, we need to do a better job of understanding what that actually is so that we can go back to affiliate owners and say, hey, affiliate owners, if you can get somebody to walk in your gym, you get one of your members to say hello and give give send a text. You get um, a coach to make sure that you give them a great cue and they leave feeling they got something that they've never gotten somewhere else. And then a week later, you make sure you give them a text or a phone call. Like if you do those four things, you have a 90% success rate on that person hanging around for the next 90 days. I don't know if that's the case. I don't no, know what those I, barriers yeah. are, yeah. but like we can actually probably learn from you guys. I mean, Craig, like you being on the affiliate council, like there's things that you can bring to the table to help us build those models so that we can take that out to current and potential affiliate owners and say, Hey, here's, here's how you unlock. Like, this is how you actually unlock growth and yeah, unlock growth and improve retention. 100%. And, and mm -hmm. we Diablo has had the luxury of being around a long time. Mm -hmm. And and we constantly we keep it, you know, we keep it clean, we constantly add new equipment, those things. And those things help uh keep our members a, a longer and then they refer and bring and, and and bring on board new members. But there's but there are those things 
Keith, that, it, that probably I would have gotten to where we are today faster had I known some of those things mm -hmm. and had yep. I practiced some of those things that you're talking about. We yep. just we just recently, this is embarrassing to tell people this, because I was having a conversation with someone who was talking about the, you know, I don't know if Chris Cooper or, or the or Fern and those guys at uh, Best Hour of the Day talked about the first 90 days. Yeah. Yeah. First 90 days are the most important. And it didn't used to be, I think, with the very early adopters, it wasn't as important. Like you get them in, you give them a hard workout, they meet a couple friends, boom, they're coming back. Right. That yeah. was me. It was you. It was, you know, Jamie. Yeah. Uh, but the current people that come in with less uh, exercise experience, they're scared to death. And they come oh, in and they sure. go in a corner. I see them in class. They go in the corner and they don't, and they don't talk to anybody. And I try, we try and get our coaches to get them to interact and build relationships, but they come in and then, you know, I, I look, my wife uh, has cancellation sheets. So, so for every person that cancels a membership or puts, you know, stops a membership, we have a cancellation sheet. And I was looking at, there's like 15, 20 of them there for the, for the month. And I was like, who, I, you know, can naivete i looked and i'm like well, why are these people why are this people? i haven't seen this person most i haven't seen this person through and i haven't seen, this person just signed up as i'm going through it now one keeping that attrition rate low is going to help me like yep. there's, there's less people i have to bring in yeah, right to correct. like it's less money that i'm spending we're you know the the churn rate is fairly high for any gym yeah any gym and a crossfit gym i think is better than others and we don't have to do as much marketing to to, to bring new customers in but knowing yep. those the steps that you just talked about you know, if you get them in the door, then, right, then, you know, you make contact with them and then you follow up with them. And we have not been doing this part I want to admit is we have not been doing any follow up. Right? In the first 90 days, we don't do any follow up. Yeah. Like, you know, we come in, they'll go through their startup and they'll start in class. And then I just hope that they stay is basically yeah. what we can do with the hope and pray, the hope and pray. And now yep. I've got, now I've got one of my coaches. Gonna say, we just started implementing yeah, this. Yeah. Just started in, in the, yeah. in the email she's getting back. Yeah. I'm looking at these emails going, son of a bitch. Should have done this sooner. 17 years. <laughs> well, because, well, because they're like, oh, my so gosh, thank you so much. Out. I had a great yes. experience. Yeah. And, like, they just – in. Um, I mean, I think people will gush on you yeah. after they've had their first experience if you give them that chance, right? It's just like opening that's the door. Like, yeah. come on in, right? Yeah. There's, like, the – you know, I'm a, I'm a very faithful guy. There's, like, the – biblically, like, there's a knock, like – and the door will be open to you. And like, that's the, that's the hundred percent right, right. Um, avenue that you're talking about is like, if you just ask that person, like, Hey, you were here a couple of days ago. How was it? Like yeah. unleashing. It's wild. It's it's so if you, it, I, I love that you're, you're <laughs> so P Pedro likes love you. you too, Pedro. <laughs> so it, it just doing those things. Um, like if you guys do figure that out and get it out to these affiliates, that is a, that's a big difference maker. Um, yeah. and I, you know, I love that idea is in terms of, so we talked about SEO improvement. We talked about the, uh, uh, better access to the journal. Um, um, any thoughts on, um, marketing itself and in this, this whole prospect that the, you know, one of the things that affiliates like to say, um, is, I, you know, I want people coming in the door. I want people coming in the door. And I've said that too, is like a lot of affiliates, so the complaints from affiliates would stop if they were too busy trying to handle all the new customers they yeah. had. And that's, and there's, there's some truth to that. <laughs> sure. But, um, or, or how do you guys think about bringing people in the door and how in, in, and CrossFit never really has done any like direct marketing to drive people in the door other than, you know, the commercial during a, 
during a, a CrossFit Games event or something like right. that. You know, random YouTube video that you know says go visit your CrossFit affiliate. But how are you guys thinking about that? Um, yeah, for this I mean, next a big part is um, just. I mean, we we've started just with branded search, just very transparently. Like um, our um, share of search of our own branded terms two years ago, year and a half ago was, um, I love you more, Matt. Uh, <laughs> our, our share of search was like, I don't even want to share it. Cause it was so freaking bad. Like it was on, it was so unacceptably bad that like we had it, it, to, prior to two years ago, we probably were not actually doing the job that we should have been doing. Um, that's how bad it was. Um, if you searched for CrossFit two years ago, the likelihood that you saw CrossFit, anything related to CrossFit on the front page or on the second page or on the third page was basically zero. Like you wow. just weren't going to see CrossFit because Orange Theory was buying against our terms. F45 yeah. was buying against our terms. Um, Planet Fitness was buying against our terms. Everyone was buying against CrossFit and we were not buying against our own terms. And like very, very basic marketing block and tackling is protect your own brand. And the best way to protect your own brand from a Google perspective is to just buy your own terms because we already have the authority for our own term. Like there's no other, there is no other brand that has created as much content about CrossFit than CrossFit. So we can bid an exorbitantly low amount against our own branded terms and we'll win the search because we have a higher authority. Um, and we just needed to do that. So we turned like basically opened up the, the funnel to say like, we're going to start buying against our own branded terms. Our share of search went from basically non-existent to like 65%. Um, so wow. now if you search for CrossFit, CrossFit will show up on the first page. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that that's, significant. Change, that's just to quick and uh, not take, keep your train of thought going, but just that's yeah. significant for affiliate owners mm -hmm. because people will search Huge. for CrossFit in their areas and you want them to pull up CrossFit. You want them to at least get to CrossFit.com yeah. because then they can find you through the affiliate map. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and, but then there's also, you know, there's great content right there on that first page that makes people feel comfortable about CrossFit. Yeah. And like, sorry, go. Yeah. And so like, that's, I mean, that's step one, like, yeah. um, because CrossFit actually has great brand awareness. Like that's the other, like really cool thing about our brand is that it's because it's been around for 20 plus years, because it has great word of mouth. Like people have heard of CrossFit. They, they might not know what it is, but they've heard of it. So if they're starting like now is the perfect time, right? People are like, Ooh, CrossFit near me. Um, the number of searches for those terms is actually really high. There's been like these uh, videos the past few months that have been floating around like, oh, searches for CrossFit going down. Well, not really, uh, because the searches for CrossFit near me have gone through the roof, right? Um, because people know how to use Google better than they better than just yeah. typing in CrossFit. Um, and so those are like things that aren't caught when you just do a very simple like Google trend search for just CrossFit like CrossFit near me, CrossFit in Ohio, CrossFit in Fairfield, mm -hmm. CrossFit in, in Cincinnati, like though Colts near me. Exactly. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> I wonder if that actually comes I love up. it. I love it. The, like those are the, those are the terms that aren't captured in a, a very quick Google trends analysis like that. So um, we're doing as much as we can to just capture that initial search. And then, like I said earlier, like we've been dedicating a ton of time and energy to making it easier for somebody once they're on CrossFit.com to actually find a gym. 
Like that wasn't a thing. Like you could always like the map was always this button somewhere on the site that lived. And if you were really trying to find a place to go, you could like zoom in on the spot you were. And like you, you could, I mean, up until a few months ago, you couldn't even put in your zip code and have the map narrow down for you. You had to like zoom. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that Kevin and trying to help somebody find a gym they can drop into when they're on vacation. Like, right <laughs> the old, i mean it was like the oldest map technology in the world yeah. and we now now it's um now I mean, when you go to the the home page if you land on the home page because you've searched for crossfit which is more likely to happen than ever before um the first thing you see is the closest gym to you okay what, um, what, what about yeah. what about uh youtube and social media is there it, I, I, I'm, I have a mixed opinion about whether or not getting lots of views on YouTube is, is, will drive traffic to affiliates is, or, or even on social media, social media, I think probably more prevalent. Are you guys thinking about advertising or, and how are you thinking about YouTube and the content? Cause you have, there are, there's some tremendous YouTube videos. If anybody, if it, if you're an affiliate owner and you're looking for stuff to reshare, and I've done this with other affiliate owners, talk to them Please. about. It. There's tons of really cool videos. It's crazy, and I want yeah. them to, you know, I want people to go in, like it, reshare them, those kinds of things. But, yep. but how do you think about YouTube and social media with respect to the affiliates and driving traffic to affiliates? Is that more of a yeah. branding, or is that actually an opportunity? That's a that's a very very top of the funnel activity, and it's it's important um, because like there's a um this is a book i've actually given to a couple people on my team if if you're a like a crossfit affiliate owner and you want to get like really nerdy about how to own your own market it's um how brands grow this is like a almost like a textbook kind of a book like it's like it's full filled with case studies about big brands um how to how to grow brands um in a lot of ways like how to get past that chasm and how to grow into your early and late majority um and the number one and two thing that you can do is generate reach and generate uh, impressions. So reach and impressions and in frequency, essentially. Um, so put it in front of a lot of people, put it in front of a lot of people often and um, brand awareness goes up, brand recall goes up, which is really huge because if somebody says like, oh, I want to go work out. Well, what's the first thing somebody thinks about it if you say go work out? If they see a bunch of CrossFit all over the place, CrossFit's the first thing they're going to think about when somebody mm-hmm. says, I want to go work out. And so from a social perspective, um, Instagram ads, Facebook ads, um, ads on TikTok, ads on Snapchat, whatever, like those are things that we should probably start moving into. We've, um, in a lot of ways, like just doing the mechanics first, right, was like, just making sure that we were not losing share of search to other yep. brands send, was like, send the brand first, yeah. yeah, and like mechanics, then consistency. Let's make sure we keep doing that well. And then we can add some intensity on top and intensity on top is just like opening, opening the budget, um, to spend more against impressions and frequency on other channels. Because if we can't win on the first thing, like if I can't do a great deadlift, yeah. I shouldn't be doing a squat clean. Right. Well, I need well, to figure out how to pull the bar off the ground first. Once I'm good, once I'm good there, then I can figure out how to like open my hips, generate power and catch it in a, in a really sound squat. Um, all these same like things apply to, to marketing. Like let's get the first thing done first. We, I think before, we've done a pretty good start, job. Before you start throwing a lot of money at the, at the yeah. other stuff. Cause correct. I mean, we can, 
and we've had some um we've spent a little time testing in those in those waters right we during the semifinals we did some tests on social seeing if we get people to come into the semifinals and and things like that so we've played around with um ad buys in other channels and i think we'll can we'll continue to to do that like generating reach and doing that at a higher frequency in the audiences that we determine are most likely to come into a crossfit gym are absolutely the next step for us the challenge I'm sure that you guys have, and I've had with my members that travel is making sure that the experience that customers get when they follow through with those uh, ads or searches um, that the experience they get makes them want to come back again. Mm -hmm. Um, How are you involved in that process? And do you have any thoughts on that process on improving the average client experience without creating a, you know, we, we, we all operate differently. There's three or four really good CrossFit gyms around me and we all, we each do it differently. Yeah. Um, you know, my buddy, Tim Dimmel, CrossFit Palo Alto, all over on the other side of bed, he, his, the way he operates, the way he onboards and the way he runs his class models completely different, but he runs an amazing gym. Yeah. Um, but the experience his people, but people get when they go to him, when they first go to him is, Similar in that they're getting a really cool introduction to CrossFit, gradual introduction to CrossFit that keeps them coming yeah. back. Is there are, are there are there ways to measure that and uh, manage that, and who and who's putting thought into that, and who's working on that? Yeah, so Jay and Austin and the 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 gym team have been doing a ton of work understanding like what are the and we talked a, I mean we talked a little bit about this like make sure they have a great coaching experience, make sure they get a follow up email. Like some of those things are um are part and parcel to that like first experience for a user um there's like there's never going to be a world where like this is the model you have to follow it doesn't make sense right there's like different communities of people there's different Mm -hmm. coaches that have different styles um that should be running their gyms the way they want to run their gyms like the way that i'm going to invite somebody into my garage in my house is going to be a heck of a lot different than the way somebody comes into a gym that has 40 people on the floor Right. Um, that being said, I think there are there are huge opportunities to to create um, educational materials from our from CrossFit to the coaches and to people that are on the floor on like how do you actually manage that inflow? Like right now, we've kind of just left it up. And there's some you know like Cooper at Two Brain and um, and Fern and Jason at, at Best Hour have like some really cool models that they help coach people through in terms of like, what does your onboarding experience look like? What does the like follow up? What does the post 90 day flow look like? Um, we've actually done a couple of those in the affiliate summits where we'll like do a little workshop and people will sit around like, Oh, what are the, what, what can I go do tomorrow that will make the onboarding experience better at my gym? And the ideas that people come up with when you just ask them to, to take the time and do that exercise is crazy and they'll they'll go back and they'll implement that in their gym without without having to even think about it but just putting that prompt in front of affiliate owners more frequently um i think is something that we can we can and should be doing um and i know that jay and austin and like the affiliate reps and the country managers and they're all doing that in a like at a different um cadence than they've ever been doing it before which i think is really cool yeah, I, I, all of those things I've, I've gleaned from either the consultants that are out there, 
literally taking it from him for free. We, you know, not mm-hmm. using his. So did the the we do the um, no sweat intro, which is a Chris Cooper idea from years ago. We've been doing it mm-hmm. now it's about five or six years. At yeah, least. at least five or six years. Yeah, what cool. a game, what a game changer that was. Because we used to do the whole free class thing, come in and do a free class. Yeah, the Saturday free class. Oh, and 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 spend a lot of time with them and then you know the close rate on that was a lot lower because they get they'd get wrecked and some people would love and some people like this is miserable um but so but but i one of the things i like to do is encourage affiliate owners to spend time with other affiliate owners in the area i have four or five affiliate owners that i connect with Mm -hmm. um every week i'm having a phone conversation or a text interaction with another affiliate owner just about CrossFit, about what we do here, how we do it, those types of things. We have those conversations on an ongoing basis. Awesome. And those are so beneficial. One, they create a little bit of challenge, you know, competitive challenge amongst us. Um, but it, but it also, you know, when I hear that, you know, Nicole Christensen is, you know, running her open a certain way in order to try and drive more attendance at the, at her open, you know, I get a little bit fired up. I'm like, okay, what's she doing? How's she doing it? Yeah. That's cool. You know, yeah and it's and it's and i think that i think affiliate owners you know before you look to crossfit as because crossfit's got a lot to worry about you know (laughs) keith's got four kids at home (laughs) he's he's trying to do his garage gym workout you know he's got uh, you know all the all the stuff he's got to deal with there and then crossfit and we, we can't count on keith to deliver a solution for us in the next three months so that you can help pay your bills. But there are other affiliate owners out there you can spend a little bit of time with. Yeah. Probably glean some really yeah. cool stuff. And help yeah, and like I, I think the other thing that's lot. that's really cool about like what you just said, and I, I see this in in the local affiliate community here in kind of northern Cincinnati. Um I drop in at uh CrossFit Illuminate. They have their a free Saturday class. Zach Watts, who's a games athlete, um, is the affiliate owner there. And I've gone multiple times on Saturday and there have been other affiliate owners in that, in his class with them. And so like that, that community, like the, um, owner of Cornerstone, which is actually where the affiliate summit for Midwest was, um, is one of the, one of the owners that goes to his classes regularly. Like she's a member at another affiliate, um, because she wants to figure out what are they doing? How are they, how are they working on their onboarding programs? What does their free Saturday class look like? Um, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think it's hugely important. I mean, this happens in every other industry, but for some reason, um, inside of like the CrossFit affiliate ecosystem, there's like this weird, Oh, that's my competitor. Yeah. Look, I mean, no, no, it's not. Yeah. (laughs) When you, when you think about, when you think about how big of an opportunity this is for people, and I, I always go back to these numbers, like there's 300 million people between the ages of 20 and 39, um, who already work out three times a week. There is no shortage of people who are, who are fit for coming into your gym tomorrow mm-hmm. to position yourself as competing against another affiliate owner is kind of crazy. Like we're all trying to do the same thing at the end of the day, which is like make people healthier um, and, and make them fit like that. If we can figure out how to do that and we do it collectively, we're going to move the needle so much more, um, than we would if we're like trying to compete against each other for like the the existing folks that are already in the ecosystem. Yeah, I think of it a little bit like the. Um, I love that that's, idea. That's awesome. I love that. I love idea. that John. It's really that's cool. cool. Um, I there 
I, I go into the three or four corners rule in the franchise business for fast food. Mm. If there's a McDonald's on one corner, there's a Jack in the Box on the Taco other, Bell on the and a Taco corner. Bell. There's the best place to put a, a, a another food franchise is not five miles away, Same but spot. on that fourth corner. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because yep. that's where people will go. Yeah. Um, to eat and it's the same thing with i think with crossfit like the more crossfit affiliates there are in your area the more people know and want to try crossfit and there is there's just a there are a large number of people that still need this in their life mm -hmm. absolutely and we'll benefit i look at joe nels up in uh up in michigan and now he's the extreme right i i I wish I had the courage that guy had. This Diablo would be like I'd have like I'd have like ten locations, you know, with each with like every four hundred members. That guy went out and looked literally stood on a street corner, yeah. and that was I, you know, yeah. I've actually talked to him a couple of times. Yeah, I mean yeah, the, just, the challenge that he you know put out to people I think was really cool, and it's yeah. Um, that's the other thing is like, um, I I could put out a training on how to go do that, but like, or you could just go do it. I was gonna say who <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, because, and that's like, you know, the, the, because the way that you're going to do that, I mean, maybe in his, one of the first videos that he made about that um, exploration is like one of his coaches came with him and like the way that she talked about getting somebody to come into the gym was totally different than the way that he talked about it. And that like speaks to the, the value of one gym being maybe a little bit different than the other yeah, gym um, and having like their own, their own flexibility to run things the way that they want to run them um, in a way that fits for their community. It's um, yeah. I love that. I love what he's been I doing. I think the, the, one of the things that I've challenged myself to do th this year, one is talk to more people about CrossFit um, just in general and not even mention just outside gym. of the gym, yeah, yeah. just outside of the gym, yeah. talk about CrossFit more to people because I've mm -hmm. kind of pulled back from that. But here's the other thing is I challenged and we did this at our holiday party. I gave everybody at our holiday party a, oh, a the, business, uh, card. Give business card. And I, and the thing, thing before they left the holiday party, I said, your, your challenge for this year, is just, just give away one card. Just give away yeah. one card to one person is to challenge our members to do the same thing. Help educate them on the value of CrossFit. They know and understand it, but yeah. you, but it, but is the more we preach to our members about the health benefits, the mental health benefits, the value of getting groups of people together, mm -hmm. um, where there's fewer and fewer opportunities and fewer communities within the, uh, in this world today. Mm -hmm. Here's a great opportunity to bring, bring, bring people together, but to challenge them to go recruit one person. It doesn't have to be to your gym. Just yeah. challenge yep. them to recruit one person to either do it themselves in the in their garage gym or go to another affiliate or go to your affiliate. Yeah. We'll help uh, we'll get to 30 million really really yeah. fucking 100%. fast. If 100%. everybody got on board with the message. Yeah. yeah. And I you you made a comment a little bit earlier about like the videos that we have available like if you're an affiliate owner like just go to CrossFit's YouTube channel and like pull one of those videos down and reuse it like there's that that's just repost in in the okay. purview of the agreement like you should help us spread that message um god you can go like, back you can say back whether you're not an affiliate owner too like you can go yeah, i mean if you're an ones. there's great current ones there's some great old ones yes. too yeah you're just i've been trying to make it a habit of like at least once a week going and finding something from like deep in the archives yeah. it's like a really cool story or something and mm -hmm. like posting that on my linkedin because that's another place that I don't think a lot of people um, like the people that are like me aren't spending a ton of time on Facebook. Like yeah, they're yeah. like doing their job in the middle of the week and they're trying to, you know, trying to close deals and sell and um, 
or you know or or whatever they're doing linkedin's a channel that i don't, don't know if we've tapped enough of um point. and so i've been doing that a lot i get and you know you you see the metrics right when i post something on linkedin versus when i, I post it on instagram i get three times as many uh, impressions generated on LinkedIn than I do when I'm on. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Someone told me, uh, Pyam told me that about LinkedIn to, right. to spend more time there with with this kind of stuff. And that's that's a great community to to reach out to. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you before you go, uh, how's, your, how's your time, by the way? Are you okay? I'm good. A few I'm more good. Minutes? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, because this is something I've noticed that um, a few people have come into our gym at, is they found us through Google Maps. Mm -hmm. And I've you know, even during the, especially during we the pandemic, about the, during the yeah. pandemic, I pulled up fellow, I pulled up affiliates in my area and yeah. Google, Google maps had automatically put temporarily closed on them or permanently closed. Oh, on them. really? Yeah. And affiliates oh. like Dusty Salon at, uh, at oh, Danville no. CrossFit, they had put, you know, temporarily closed and I knew what? he was open. And so I'd send him a message and you had to actually go in and manually remove that. Yeah. Cause, so cause they just assumed because of the mandates what, what, what's going on in the county yeah that, that oh everybody all gyms were temporarily closed wow and, but i i found that i've i've beefed up my presence on google, google maps added new pictures you know updated my contact information all that stuff and people find us and i and i started thinking about yeah you know what when i'm driving around i want to find something you know it's like coffee near me yeah, or, yep. or, or, you know, yep. cross near me and, you, and, and they do the search through Google Maps, which is different. So then yeah. what, what comes up is your Google My Business page. Business page. Yeah, your Google yeah. Business page. Like pain in the ass to get to and find it to, and to even edit and update. Mm -hmm. But that is super important. It's crazy important. It's yes. like that's a massive unlock for a local business. I mean, and that's what every CrossFit affiliate is. Like if we like we get yeah, past the gym, past the it's a local small business. Yeah. And like the Google business pages are a huge unlock there because that's where your Google reviews sit. That's where your star ratings sit. That's where um, the terms that Google uses to define your business to somebody who's looking for it come from. Um, like you can have the greatest website ever, but if your Google, like if your business page isn't on point, like you're going to miss out on a ton of free traffic. You're going to miss out on a ton of free traffic. And like right. the, the other benefit of doing that is like you can start pointing, um, pointing your members like in your weekly emails or if you do a monthly email, like, hey, go leave a Google review. You've got hundreds of people that love doing what they do in your gym. Take advantage of it. Like just all they have to do is click a star and then they're done. Yeah. Right. If they want to write a review, that's fantastic. But if they, you know, if they want to just click a star, it takes 30 seconds for somebody to log into their Google account, go to your page, click a star, write a, I love the coaching I get at CrossFit Diablo. Um, you should come try it. The, the, the unlock that, that will create in a, in a local community is huge. We've told it once a year, we'll tell our members, I'll post the links to it. And you know what? And again, this is one of these things I got from another small business owner, a guy that came out and fixed my car, um, did the dent, the dent, the paintless dent repair. Yes. He goes, Hey, um, I'm going to send you a text in a little bit. It's going to say, leave me a review. I'm like, That's, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, it comes directly from Google. So don't, but it is me and it's for, and I'm like, okay, cool. And I got it. And I was like, well, that's awesome. He goes, you should do, you don't do that for for your business. I go, no, he goes, you do now. Like, I guess I learned from a dent repair guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, I did the same thing for like, I just had a garage, a new garage door opener installed. Um, and the guy who installed it said, Hey, we're going to send you a, a, 
review, like a request for a review. And it, I was like, oh, cool. It's going to be on their website. But it just dropped me right onto Google. It's like, oh, that's so wow. smart. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you want to do that. I, I One of the things I read up on this, so I read up on reviews and I re, and I was, you know, I learned that people don't trust like a gym that has all five-star reviews because they think oh, it's just a, the owner and all yeah. the coaches yep. and the members that are doing Staged. Yeah. So I told my members that in class one morning when I was coaching, I said, hey, listen, okay, leave us leave us a review. <laughs> I go, but if you could, don't don't necessarily make it five stars because no one reads five stars or reviews. So one of my members, Andrew Lloyd, I'm going to call him out, <laughs> went in and left a two-star review. <laughs> and so it comes up and Google's down two star review. He left two stars. He goes, I'm leaving this review because I know no one reads five star reviews. I just want to tell you how great this gym is. <laughs> it was awesome. But it it's like my- the old um it's like the old the old Craig Craigslist ad for the yeah. uh, yes. like the beat up old Toyota Camry yeah. or something. Toyota, yeah, Toyota Camry. It's like, sat- it's like satire marketing. It's like, that's really smart. <laughs> so we have a nice comfortable four point eight, I think, on Google reviews right now. We're not five, but four point eight. But uh, but yeah, that's uh, encouraging. I say in Yelp too is painful as it is to deal with the Yelp people. People do they will find you because they'll do the Google Map search and then the Yelp will come up as one of the listings. Um, by all means, um, well that's cool. I you know we've gone. Um, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, just a video business tips on things to do, and it would be seeming no brainer agree with that one yeah i just i just responded in chat to him i saw oh, the one okay. you did for the for the memberships for the behind the scenes will maybe you can hook us up oh that'd be great ah <laughs> 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 perfect good way to call him out um well so anyway so that's uh, uh we've gone over our time i like to stay right in this time range um i super appreciate having you on is um this has been in- insightful for yeah, me yeah. um i'm encouraged uh, if there's any moment in time when you're, you know, you're driving around going, you know, and you've been under attack from, you know, the community and you think, man, why am I doing this? Give me a call. I'll talk you back from the ledge. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, it's good. It's, it's, um, it's, it's really incredible because the, like, and I, I've, I've experienced this firsthand where like you feel like there's an attack happening or you feel like there's something happening. If you just have the conversation, I mean, uh, I want to give a shout out to like to Hiller actually with the conversation he had with with Charlesworth not too long ago. Oh yeah, there's like when you just sit down and have a conversation with somebody, the likelihood that you walk away from that like in a bad like in a bad state of affairs is so low. Yeah. And I think we've we've all I think defaulted to this like world where we're behind screens or in tiny boxes or whatever, and it's just like it's so easy to just like give our own point of view without thinking about somebody else's perspective. Um, but then if you just open up the door to have that conversation, um, how unbelievable is that? That they walk away, that both of them walk away from that conversation. Like, Oh, that was awesome. So glad I did that. One of right? the reasons, one of the reasons why I think CrossFit and CrossFit affiliates are going to thrive, not only thrive, but it's, they've, we've got, I think in my own mind, uh, um, explosive growth coming forward is we're one of the few places where you can get together with like-minded people, a small yeah. group of like-minded people, real people in person and have mm-hmm. honest conversation. The development, the massive development of artificial intelligence has made everything online suspect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it will be more and more suspect the better it gets. And that's not to say there's not there's going to be tremendous benefits that come from as a result of it. You know, I don't know both sides of the story. But if you want real you got to go to someplace where, you know, whether it's church or whether it's school or whether it's work, 
but man, there's very, there's less and less places. And I think CrossFit affiliates yeah. are one of those. And I get it yeah. for all the time for my members. They come, especially during the work from home craze. Yeah. They're coming here. This yes. was the only place that they're medicine. Having. Yeah. yeah. Medicine. Kind of conversation. One. I mean, I just, I just said that to um, the owner of CrossFit Cornerstone where I'm a member. Um, not too long ago, I, I had not gone into the gym for a while. I was doing a lot of workouts from home. Hadn't been going into the affiliate. I went in and like, I one one class. It was like saw the people that I see at 10 a.m. on you know weekdays. One I walked away from that feeling like a completely new person. I was like, God, it felt so good. Um, and it, I mean, it goes back to the Harvard Divinity School, um, you know, conversations that that Greg yeah, had um, yeah. in like maybe 2016, 2017. Like, mm -hmm. there's like there's there's a lot of realness to what you just said. Like, people need interaction and connection with other people. Um, and there's no better way to, to get that in a place where like, there are no walls. Like you can be work, working out right next to somebody who has a completely different background, completely different perspective. And all you're both trying to do is survive. Right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. that's kind of the joy of, of what we get to, what we get to do every day, especially yeah. from a coaching perspective. Like you're giving people an opportunity to like grow into a, a version of themselves that they couldn't have grown into otherwise. The, the, the yeah. workout breaks down the barriers and, and then the the dopamine afterwards almost creates an addictive effect 100%. that like, wow, I really enjoyed working out and talking that. to that person <laughs> yeah. afterwards. That was the best thing ever. Yeah. And it's, it's a great, it's a great concoction that, that will prove really, really valuable for CrossFit affiliate owners over the next, I think five to 10 years and beyond. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, uh, Tim, Tim's always got to come in with the, 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 you know, with the, with the attack. I 100% agree with you, Tim. 100%. We actually, um, we, we are highly encouraged to belong to affiliates. Um, also encouraged to open our own affiliates. So I have done both. Nice. Um, <laughs> run an affiliate where do kids classes yeah. and, uh, drop in very regularly to a couple of gyms in town and belong to, uh, CrossFit Cornerstone. So, and, and has four kids at home and a wife that probably never sees them. So <laughs> it's like, no, I, I mean, my, my wife also works, uh, full-time from home. So we, she has an office on one wow. side of the house. I have an office on in the basement. Um, and like the, the most likely time for us to, to see each other is in the gym. Um, which is great. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, right on, uh, Keith, thank you very yeah. much for the time. Um, appreciate, yeah, appreciate it. You guys so much. I love learning more about your past. I'm, I'm super stoked with your history with crossfit that mm -hmm. really is it was powerful to me and then all of your marketing experience that is going into making this place uh much better for all of us so appreciate yeah. it a great deal sir yeah yeah i appreciate you guys so much thank you for what you're doing um look forward to working with you guys more uh if you guys ever need anything from me have any questions or like what the hell is this like just pick up a phone give me a call um that goes for anybody in the chat too like hit me on instagram instant messenger whatever um, happy to, happy to have conversations. And a lot of people that I see in the chat, um, know that all too well. Right on. <laughs> awesome. Thank Appreciate you. you guys. Cheers. Yeah.